Dustin Five Star here reminding you that nobody talks wrestling on the radio like we do during the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour every Saturday at 11 a.m. on Sports 56. Don't believe me? Ask wrestling legend Jim Cornette. You know, I appreciate the job you guys do as well here on Cerrito Live and keeping Memphis wrestling. Memphis, I think it's it's been proven time and time again, and especially with the, the level of interest and respect that it still has today amongst fans all over the world. Memphis was the capital of professional wrestling. I was proud to be a part of it. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Now, back to Cerrito Live on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back. Thanks for making us a part of your weekend. Every week around halftime of our number one, we're joined by the Grizzlies writer for the Memphis Flyer. His name is Kevin Leip. We call it Kevin Sanity, and it happens right now. <laughs> Come on! Sanity. Good morning, Life. How are you, sir? How is it going? Uh, fantastic. First off, I've got to compliment you on your exclusive interview with Robert Parra. I thought that was a great interview. Uh, I don't yeah, know I was how... surprised that uh, that he talked to every uh, every media outlet in town. <laughs> we, uh, of course, are <laughs> going to get into our draft preview uh, here uh, momentarily. Grizzlies draft. Uh, the NBA draft is on Thursday. Grizzlies fourth overall. I don't know if you heard live, but you got to go back and listen to CJ's uh, trailer for the draft. It uh, so I got some good analysis on it. CJ's weekly movie trailer this week, themed to the NBA uh, draft and the Grizzlies pick. But first, we have to talk about Robert Parra. We have to. The Grizzlies owner in town this week, a very rare appearance in the Bluff City, and also an even rarer interview. He talked to uh, Chris Vernon of Grind City Media, and he only talked with Grind City Media. Of course, Grind City Media owned by Robert Pear. <laughs> so he talked to his employee um, about what's going on. You know, a nice, good boss-to-employee uh, conversation. Um, but uh, did you think there was anything missing from this interview? What are your thoughts about this? It was somewhat uh, became uh, a very meta conversation this week. Uh, media complaining and fans wondering if the media is just complaining because they're jealous or and this is the whole big just uh can not just a debacle what do you think what do you think about this week with robert bear coming in and only talking to grind city media um i mean i i i, I see both sides of the argument right i mean essentially uh, Robert Parrott does not do media availability. He hasn't done one in years. And, um, you know, he, he famously does not 
um, enjoy going through the media to to talk to people. He doesn't enjoy, um, you know, basically he doesn't enjoy not knowing who he's talking to and what kinds of questions they're going to ask. Um, I think, you know, this, this is not a new thing for him all the way back to the, um, I mean, you may remember when, when Jason Levian was fired and, and all that kind of media, uh, that, that was a, that was a really kind of probably a really rude introduction to how NBA media actually works for him, you know, because kind of every side of what was going on there was leaking to their preferred, uh, big name national reporter. Uh, there were hit hit pieces going around on both sides and, and that kind of thing, and he he responded to that by doing a Twitter Q and A, going straight to the fans. You know, facts uh, that only, was where yeah. that facts only hashtag came from. So I mean, this is not a new thing for him. He doesn't like to do media availability. He doesn't doesn't like to, um, and nobody. Yeah, you know, look, no one in a position of power, no one in a position of authority of any sort, uh, enjoys having to get up in front of people and not know what questions they're going to ask or not, not be, not at least be familiar enough with that person to have a sense of, of where they're going to go. Um, and, and I think that's, I mean, that's, that's part of the whole reason that the grind city media exists. I would say, um, you know, if you talk to people from the Grizzlies about it, their argument is, well, you know, we, we kind of see a gap in, in coverage of the market because it's like, you know, there's one daily and, Say what you will about the commercial deal. Um, you know, now they have even fewer sports writers around. Um, right. Uh, and they, they feel like there's a gap in the market that they can exploit and say, well, you know, I think if we did our own coverage, we could have it be separate from the team and, and whatever. I mean, that, to me, the fundamental problem with Grand City Media is that, you know, it even if they do, quote-unquote, play fair and limit access to what the Grind City media people get, and, and and by all accounts, they do, right? If you talk to those guys, they get the press releases at the same time as everybody else. Um, I mean, I, I think there's some notable exceptions to that where, like, you get a press release and then Mike Wallace immediately has a column up full of quotes. Um, that, that's happened before. But speaking specifically about, about Vernon and, and Roser and those guys, like, they get the same press releases as everybody else. They are... Um, the inside information that they have is coming from sources that they've cultivated, that kind of thing. Um, the problem is, even if they play by those rules and play by the same rules as everybody else, it's they're still owned by the Grizzlies, so no one's going to believe that, right? They're kind of damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they if they get inside information because they work for the Grizzlies, well, then they people will say they get inside information because they work for the Grizzlies. But even if they try to firewall it and separate it and keep it separate, like people. I mean, people know that it's owned by the Grizzlies, right? It's on grizzlies.com. And so even if they are totally successful in building it totally independently, I don't think they're ever going to be able to escape the fact that it's on grizzlies.com. Now, for a lot of stuff, that doesn't matter, right? I mean, they're doing college football picks, whatever. They're doing uh, columns about the team, you know, or, or even mm-hmm. just stuff that would be in a, in a newspaper, right? Like, that's that's fine. It's not any different from what you would get from any other news outlet. But when it comes to availability of decision makers, especially the owner of the team who does not come to Memphis and does not appear like in Memphis, does not go to Grizzlies games. Um, it's a different thing, right? This is a guy who owns a you know billion-dollar business that plays in a facility that's owned by the city, built by the city, paid for by the city. And there, there's, there's some level of civic accountability there to... Every now and then, you're going to have to stand in front of reporters and, and answer a question you don't like. I mean, he doesn't have to. He's proving that he doesn't have to. Uh, 
but it would have been interesting. Um, I mean, I think I think when you're on, it's an easy thing to say, okay, well, you know, Vernon asks hard questions or whatever, and and he does, you know, but I just think there's there's a that the familiarity of that relationship or whatever. I mean, it's not the same as, as sort of an adversarial thing that he would face from people from other, some other outlets. I mean, the beef specifically with Peter Evanson and Vernon. I mean, that was that seemed really nasty and personal, and I, I don't. I, I like both of those guys. I have to work around both of those guys. I'm not taking a side there. Um, but I think Peter's overall point that it's it's just not a good look to only go on basically state media, like even if even if it's not even if they don't operate like state media where they're towing a party line and, and being fed information that kind of stuff they're not, but they're not going to be able to create the appearance that they're not ever. I don't think. Um, I mean, I, I just think I would have liked to have seen Perry get up there and, and answer questions from from other people who don't work for the team because even if the, even if the Vernon interview like even if that's not controlled by the team or whatever like it's still it still has that appearance right it's uh because I mean here we are we're in 2018 now there's different ways of the media is always changing and the traditional ways of the way to get your message out where you had to talk to reporters is it's really it's not existent anymore right there's the players Tribune for the Basketball players can put out their information. And now with Robert Perra, now he doesn't have to talk to the media. There's no like he doesn't have to talk to the media to get his message out. Like you said, he did his his Twitter Q&A a few years ago. And so you can go to social media or you can just if you're Robert Perra, you can own your own media outlet and have somebody there interview you. You know, I, I would I would interrupt to point out the players don't have that option. The players are mandated by the league that they have to be made available for the media, like before or after practice, they have to be made available to the yeah, media sure. before and after games. The players have to; they're required by the NBA to talk to media, not just Grand City media. Like media, everyone has to be there. Has to be public, available time to credentialed outlets. Um, owners do not have that rule, right? Why would why would they make that rule for themselves? <laughs> right. But that, I mean, that's a very that's a very interesting point. I haven't even thought of it about about it that way. But, um, yeah, I mean, players definitely required to talk and, and get fined if they don't uh, before and after after games. So the the issue, I mean, it's yeah, it, there it became a very and, and some people probably listening like, why do I care about the media? I do. I, there are about whether or not everybody got to talk to him. He talked to, uh, you know, he did an interview. It's great that he finally spoke and he wanted yeah. a controlled environment to speak and, and answer some questions. But there were other questions that were still out there. These questions uh, pointed out by Ron Tillery in his write up for the commercial appeal, which apparently is still a thing. Did you know this? Like, there's still the commercial appeal is still going. Uh, we've got. I hear it. I hear it's still around. <laughs> we have uh, Para was Para was not. This is what he said. Para was not asked about Fisdell's firing, details about the buy sell process, the Parsons signing, his relationship with Conley and Gasol, or the role that Joe Joe Abadi, um plays with the Grizzlies. So, yeah. those we, are questions that someone else would have asked. I think all all of those questions would have been covered some type of a way. From if, I don't know that all of them would. I mean, you know, Mark Mark especially has talked lots of times about the, that he has an open line of communication to to Para they, that they talk pretty regularly. Um, I don't I don't know that that needed to be right. You know, I don't know that that needs to be rehashed or whatever. But you know, the buy sell thing was a big deal, and it's now that it's 
settled. I don't, we don't even know to what extent it's actually settled. Um, you know, I mean, obviously Perez is going to remain the owner of the team, but what does that look like? What does the ownership group look like after that? That Those kinds of questions are still out there and probably will never be answered because they don't have to make those documents public. Um, you know, that, that would have been a good thing to talk about. I think the Fizdale thing, it would have been good to hear from him how that went down because it, it looks, it still looks um, to to observers who want to take it this way that, you know, Marcus all got home that night and called Robert Perra and the next day Fizdale was fired. Um, you know, Mark obviously has denied that, and uh, you know maybe he didn't have to make that call. Maybe Para just kind of saw, read the situation, and, and fire. It would have been good to hear what what prompted the move, who made the decision. I mean, maybe they would say Wallace made the decision anyway, but I, I, that seems uh, seems to be a little much. Um, you know, Hillary's right. There were questions that weren't asked, and I think the more important thing too is like you know if you get in front of adversarial media. Uh, follow-up, right? right. If, if somebody uh, asks a tough question and gets an answer that kind of deflects, you know, a hostile reporter is going to say, wait, what What did you mean by that? Or, or in what way? Or, or you didn't answer my question and, and that kind of thing. I think there's that. that's not going to happen. That's just not the environment of a, a radio show, right? It's just, it's a different vibe. I mean, I'm, you're not asking me hard questions. Um, this is, this is like fun, right? Um, exactly. I, I think it's a different vibe. Well, yeah, and and not just that, but like just for for instance, like uh, WWE superstar Samoa Joe was in town, and he did multiple interviews. Obviously, he talked to Channel Five. He was on uh, other radio stations. He and we did an interview with him, but everybody's asking him totally different questions. Like there's just yeah. people you just don't all you can't like not did did Vernon leave off these questions uh, on purpose. Probably, no, probably not. not. Probably just not. didn't get to it, yeah. Just didn't get to it or didn't think about it because you have to, like, hey, Robert Perry, hell, he, the guy doesn't talk ever, right? So there's a million questions you can ask this guy. Uh, Tillery probably left off some on here that we could think of um, that still were not even asked, right? So there's so many questions you could have asked the guy because he never talks. Uh, yeah. And and the different people with their different perspective and their different ideas uh, coming together from just – even you know wherever different backgrounds can can come up with different questions to ask the guy. So, yeah, it's a contrast. I mean, it's a contrast between Para and Gasol too, right? Like, I remember, like a little bit after the Fisdale firing, uh, because Gasol basically had that summit at the forum where, like, a bunch of us, uh, not the not the entire media corps, but kind of people who he had had a relationship with and talked to before, like ten of us, twelve of us, I don't remember how many people were there, all got in the conference room and got to ask him whatever we wanted, right? And everybody asked kind of different questions about different facets of the situation. Um, everybody came out of that with different pieces about different aspects of the story. And you got a fuller picture of what Gasol talked about. You got a fuller picture of what the situation was as he saw it, because there were lots of voices in there all asking him questions, right? I mean, it was, it was that, that's what press availabilities are for. It's to, to, so everybody gets to ask their questions, right? It doesn't always work that way especially with players, because a lot of guys are just getting their quotes for, for gamers, like uh, both teams played hard, whatever. But in a, in a real interview situation, like a group interview like that, everybody kind of gets a, their point of view through their questions and, and asks about the things they want to ask about. I mean, that's, that's, that's the real value there. Right. And uh, so, yeah, it was it was interesting. What did we learn from that interview? We talked earlier uh, here on the show that, we, that he thinks they could have a 50-win season if Mark and Mike are back healthy, and that – that scares me as we go into the draft. Yes, me too. Is there anything else? Too, we... Because you're going to see LeBron in the West, I think. You're going to see 
Uh, who knows where Kawhi Leonard's going to end up. Uh, it, the, the Western Conference is going to be very different next year, and it's going to be a great year to go on and give up that Boston pick and get it over with and be bad. Build up your number four pick. You know, it's 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 got a it, it's got a it's not a great year to to try to win fifty games. <laughs> All right, well, let's, it's let's, just not. Uh, well, let's let's move on. Let's talk about the draft. The draft is a couple a couple of days away, and it's not a good year to try to win fifty games. But that 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 comment is going to be in the back of mind of all the Grizzlies fans as we watch this process unfold uh, this week and read the rumors and, and whatever ends up happening on draft night uh, for the Grizzlies because we're going to think it's going to impact the pick because if you're thinking you're going to win 50 games, that's going you, you could draft differently. You want to draft the player who's going to help you next year more so than the player who uh, could end up being a superstar. And that's always right. a concern. Or you could end up moving the pick, which is the rumor that they're going to package, possibly package the four with Chandler Parsons and ship it to somebody and get kind of a you know a mid level um, player who's not of all star quality uh, back yeah. in return. Uh, w- what about those rumors? Do you think is there a scenario where you could trade the four and Chandler Parsons and it be good for the Grizzlies? It depends on it depends on what's available by the time the fourth pick comes around, right? I mean, if there if if there's a situation where Doncic falls and they can draft him, they should do that. If there's a situation where, uh, you know, for some crazy reason DeAndre Ayton falls, they obviously they're going to take him. Uh, if the guys that they really like are off the board, I mean, I'm just I'm just pretending because I have to pretend for my own sanity that they're not going to draft Michael Porter Jr. Um, <laughs> because I think the, the last thing they need anywhere near this franchise is another guy with an injury history. Um, you know, if the players aren't there at, at the, in that top tier, there's going to be somebody who wants somebody there. And maybe they can move back to seven with the Bulls. Maybe they can move back to 12 and 13 with the Clippers. And still get a, like a, a good young player who will be a good rotation player and get something else in it also. I mean, I think there are scenarios where it does make sense for them to trade back out of the four pick. I just don't, I don't know, man. I, I, it makes me nervous because, I mean, if you look at who they trade with historically, right, it's the people Chris Wallace calls on the phone. It's the Celtics. It's the Heat. It's the uh, Pelicans. It happens a lot. It's the teams that are basically able to take advantage of the Grizzlies whenever they want. <laughs> <laughs> It's one way of putting yeah, so it. So what's going to happen? So what's going to happen here, right? It's, it's. I just don't. I don't feel good about it. Right. That, I don't see a team. What, if you're another team and in the in the in the draft, why are you? Would you trade up? You really have to love a player to want to trade up and get that four pick where you would take the uh, Chandler Parsons contract. Because if I I can see, I'm with you. Yeah. I'm like, if they trade down and end up getting the seventh or eighth pick, so they get who they want. And you can get rid of Chandler Parsons' contract. That would be good. I think that'd probably be pretty good. But like, who's gonna who's gonna do that? Who's gonna take Parsons' contract just to move up to four while you move down to seven or eight? I mean, that would be fantastic if you if you were able to pull that off. But yeah, um, it, it's gonna have to be somebody who's like really in love with Jaron Jackson or somebody who's really in love with Mo Bamba. Like some of these kind of I call them second tier guys. I think Jackson could be a first tier guy. Could be a second tier guy. He's right on the line for me. I like him a lot. Um, but it's going to have to be a team that likes somebody a lot more than you like them in that kind of second tier. Well, 
So according to NBADraft.net, the Grizzlies will be selecting Jaron Jackson Jr. right now, of course, the forward out of of, uh, Michigan State. Then uh, according to CBSSports.com, the Gary Parish mock draft has got Michael Porter Jr., uh, the small forward out of Missouri, the injury-prone player who did not even really play, right, uh, in college basketball. So one and done that was really a oh and done uh, in Missouri. The uh, and who supposedly canceled a workout because of injury issues, but maybe because he was promised by another team and didn't want to do the workout. Right. So we don't even know well, the, who do we know who likes to make promises. By the way. <laughs> so who is who do you have? Who is on? We know there's so many mock drafts out there. Is if there was a Memphis Flyer mock draft, who you got the Grizzlies selecting right now? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't. I don't. I don't know enough about kind of other teams and their situations, honestly, to, to do a good mock draft. I have my own draft board of who I want them to draft. Um, I would say number one on that board would be Luka Doncic if there's any way that he falls right. to the four spot. And that's supposedly possible. Um, that's, that would be my number one with like way far ahead of anyone else. That's who I want. Um, number two, you know, I like Jaron Jackson more than I like Marvin Bagley. So, to me, Jaron Jackson would be number two. Marvin Bagley would be number three. I really worry about Bagley's defense. I'm worried that it's going to take him a long time to get good at it at the pro level. His offensive game is really well-rounded, I think. Uh, you may have seen he just signed a shoe deal with Puma. It's like the first rookie to sign a deal with Puma since Vince Carter. How long it's been since uh, there's been a Puma NBA shoe. Holy mackerel. <laughs> um, you know, but... I mentioned so that in the I trailer. Think, yeah. Yeah, well, I didn't listen to it. Sorry. Uh... <laughs> I was talking to the other Kevin, like not you. <laughs> um, so, I, I, you know, I think those are kind of my top three. Doncic, far and away, number one. And then Jaron Jackson is solid at two. And then Bagley is solid at three. I think if all three of those guys are off the board, then it gets weird, right? Then, I mean, if they're going to take Michael Porter Jr., that's what they're going to do. And that'll be, uh, that will be extremely bleak for me. Um, you know, there are other guys. I just don't know who else I would take at that four that's not Porter. And then if so, if Doncic, Bagley, and Jackson are all off the board and you're at four, that's when I start trying to trade back. Maybe get somebody like Mikhail Bridges if you can move back to seven because I think he'll be there at seven. I think he'll be there like in seven through ten range. If you can move back and still get a good like young wing, that that should be a like a solid rotation player level guy, like solid NBA starter guy. I think you do that. I think that's when you start exploring trades. It's only if those three guys are off the board. Yeah, I, I think Grizzlies fans would be happy if Doncic is the pick, but of course he's got to fall. He's got to. Right, he's got to fall. He's not. He's not. On yeah. the, he's probably not going to be on the board. Uh, but you got to. You got to stay in that four spot uh, to find out. Hopefully, there's not a trade yeah. before the draft goes down, and they're going to wait and see. I think you definitely need to wait and see what happens before you start making some moves, have some stuff ready to go, and we'll see. So the draft is on The draft is on Thursday, and if you are looking for a place to watch the draft, I'll be at Memphis Maid's Tap Room in Cooper Young for our annual uh, draft watch party and trivia night. So it's Grizzlies trivia, and it's a watch party happening at the Memphis Maid Tap Room in Cooper Young. The draft will be on the big TV up there. Draft starts in the 6 o'clock hour, so you can get there for that. The trivia will start around 7. we got prizes from the Memphis Grizzlies. It's going to be lots of fun. Uh, it's a place to watch the draft there at the Memphis Maid Tap Room in Cooper Young, a food truck on site, uh, and a bunch of Grizzlies fans. It's an annual tradition with Cerrito Trivia and the Memphis Grizzlies. So come play Grizzlies trivia with us on Thursday for the draft uh, and drink some Memphis-made beers to either celebrate the pick or drown your sorrows.
on what will, on yeah. what will happen uh, there. So, all right, every week when uh, Light comes on, uh, we talk about the Grizzlies because he writes about the Grizzlies, but he's also the digital manager over at the Memphis Flyers who likes to talk, talk about what is trending right now uh, with the Memphis Flyer online on their uh, website and social media. So let's do that now. Trending, 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 trending with life. What's trending right now, Light? Uh, as usual, it's restaurant opening, salt and soy opening soon. Um, so, you know, I, I, don't, I, I don't really get out much. So I, I'm not super <laughs> excited about restaurant opening. Uh, but I will say what is going a lot, what is trending a lot higher than that is not actually a story. And that is the fact that Best of Memphis nominations are open. Um, you know, it's like the second year that we've, we've reintroduced the nomination phase to the process. Uh, I think we saw last year we saw some some people win in categories that hadn't won in categories in a long time because they were nominated and they they got their people out to vote and that's really exciting to me. Uh, it's it's we're ahead of where we were last year with the nominations. That's it's 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 really cool to see, you know, basically people talking about it on social all the time. Businesses get excited about hey you should go nominate us. I mean it's 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 generating more buzz than than it has in years past and and that's just really cool. That's that's kind of the big thing um we did leave off uh best cerrito trivia location as a category <laughs> i hope you're not too upset um yeah but yeah, you no. know there's always next year there's always yeah i noticed that i looked i always looked to see if there's going to be something related to how trivia can win the trivia can't win but you can go if you are a listener to this uh radio program and you enjoy it every saturday you can vote for us for best uh we radio show Sports radio show. We do talk about sports sometimes. Uh, radio personality. And good vote for Jessica Benson for best TV sportscaster. She's on every week. So uh, there's some categories you can vote uh, for us on. But that, so the nominations for the second year in a row. This is interesting uh, that you do this and um, that people get a yeah. chance to. I like it. I like the nomination process. I've already always liked the idea that you should be able to get nominated. Uh, the old drop down menus at the flyer where it was like a bazillion different things. <laughs> It was, yeah. uh, it was it was tough to to search for this way. Narrow it down first. Go through a process. Be, make exactly. It... it was tough to search for. It didn't work really well on your phone. I mean, that, to me, that's the biggest benefit of moving to the new platform is like, you know, nobody wants to do this on their on – their, I mean, people do it at work, obviously. A lot of people read MethodsFlyer.com on their work computer at work instead of working. I mean, I, I can prove that with analytic data. But, uh, you know, when you're voting, when you're like out at a bar or whatever – Right. We've made it really easy to just whip out your phone and, and vote well, uh, and nominate and that kind of thing. We've even got, uh, I think we passed out last week, like a QR code for people to just like put on the bar at the restaurant and be like, hey, go nominate us. Um, it, it's pretty cool what we've been able to do with, with the platform. Oh, cool. So you can do it while you're out at Salt and Soy, that new restaurant. <laughs> exactly. You, you can tie it vote. all back together. All right. Yeah, that... but, uh, you can't nominate, you can't nominate Robert Perra for best media availability because he did not do one. Right. I can't wait for the Grind City Media Awards. Those could be good. Uh, all right, Leip. Uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Always, we will uh, find out who wins, uh, who's drafted on Thursday, and we'll find out who wins the Memphis uh, Best of Memphis later on. So the, the nominees in when? When can we stop nominating people? Uh, nominations, so we've, we've spaced it out this year. Last year it was all kind of in a blur. This, so this year, like, nominations are in June, they end on the 28th. And then there's a month off because we've got Flyer Burger Week and a bunch of other stuff happening. You know that the issue doesn't come out until uh, the end of September. That's, it's always that last Wednesday of September. Um, so voting is in August. All right. Nominations will end at the end of June. All right, sounds good, Lipe. We will uh, talk to you next Saturday, 
and uh, we'll see if Chandler Parsons is still on the team. Yeah, I'll either be extremely excited or I'm, I might get uh, morning drunk before the show starts. Okay, it's going to be good. Well, it depends on what happens. It's going to be. It's going to be. It's going to be great. I can't wait. All right, thanks, Light. Good thing. All right, it's Kevin Light. Follow him at Flyer Grizz blog. That's Grizz with only one Z, and you can watch uh, read his stuff all over MemphisFlyer.com all the time. Beyond the Art blog. Follow that here as we get through uh, draft season. We'll talk plenty of draft, recapping it all and breaking it down next Saturday. But when we come back, we're going to talk wrestling on the radio. Dustin Five Star. Dana White's top rival will join us, as well as Samoa Joe, and we'll preview Money in the Bank. All that's still to come here as we talk radio wrestling on the radio next here on Sports 86 at 87.7 FM. Do you live in Memphis? Do you suffer from weekday boredom? Do you sit around on weeknights looking at your phone trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that might be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's trivia night with questions and stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes including movies, music, 90s TV shows, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact Cerrito Trivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, rehearsal dinner, reunion, seminar, retreat, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for weekday boredom. Side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high-fiving, eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverages, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com.